0: Welcome to this week's episode of Moat 9. That's M O A T, the number 9. I don't know if you've had a long week or about to have a long week, just finishing up a long week, in the middle of a long week, whatever the case may be. The show's finding here. Let's get into it. Real quick, shout out to my boy over at Taco Avocat here in El Paso. Also my boy at Coffee Box here in El Paso. Not official sponsors, but they have each contributed in their own way to the show. Thank you guys very much. And for the intro music that I have now been starting to use, this one is called Phrase Print by Josh Pan on YouTube. Check them out. Let's get into the episode, but real quick, you're probably wondering, I want to start my own podcast. How do I do that? Well, funny you should ask. Welcome everybody to episode 33 of Moat9, that's M-O-A-T, the number 9. Today is, what is today? Today's Sunday, March 14th. We lost an hour. Um, year of the Corona, year two of the Corona. Uh, it's going better, I think. I don't know. I don't know what you guys think you let me know. Right in, let me know, because I don't know. I don't know anymore. I'm tired. I just came off my two weeks of working Straight 12 days, and I had a good weekend, but it's just short. Wish I could have had more. Um, today's episode is brought to you by the letter. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, what? What shall we talk? We're going to do the Instagram stuff first, and then I have a way of segueing. It's not going to be anything clever, you know, just don't get too excited. But it's going to be a short episode, I think. But we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I'm going to do the IG stuff. And then we're going to segue into. I'm going to make you wait. Well, you're going to know by the title. So anyway, we'll just get into it. All right. So underscore the Mighty Miles with a Y underscore. It's underscore at the beginning. Underscore at the end. The Mighty Miles. M-Y-L-E-S. In case you want to go follow him on the Instagrams. Um, Spider-Man rumor. Marvel Studios is reportedly planning to split the Spider-Man franchise into two with Spider-Man in college and Miles Morales in the MCU. Rumor Marvel Studios and Sony will split the Spider-Man franchise in two. They'll continue Tom Holland's Spider-Man and follow him through college, which would presumably be Sony, and Miles Morales will get introduced in the MCU and then join the Young Avengers. Um, yeah, the last page, it's three three pictures in one post, and the last one pretty much is the same thing. Um, I don't know, man. I I really wish they could find a way to just give to just get Spider-Man back to Marvel Studios. This whole thing with Sony, I think it just doesn't. It doesn't work. I don't think. I think at some point there's just gonna be some kind of a. Because the other thing is, do they continue that way until the contract or whatever, until that deal fizzles or oh. whatever, and then I don't know. I really, I actually was having this. I think we said in the last episode. I think M- Miles Morales is probably my favorite Spider-Man. I think I like him more than Peter Parker. Tom Holland is doing a pretty decent job. Um I don't know, I think I think they haven't quite gotten Spider-Man perfected yet. Um and presumably he's probably the biggest um hero in Marvel arguably. I know there's some people that probably won't agree, but Stan Lee himself has said that Spider-Man is his absolute favorite. Um, It's the one that he considered his baby. Um, And even in the comics, when I believe um, Cable comes back or comes from the future, um, he basically states that Spider-Man is the linchpin. He's what holds the entire superhero mutant universe together. Um, something to that effect. So, Spider Man is a pretty big deal. So, for him not to be back at at Marvel Studios and stuck at Sony, like I don't think it works too well. I think Sony is still doing their version of comics, which I don't think works. I don't think they have the heart, the the love for it that. Uh, Marvel Studios does so. I don't know; it's just my opinion. We'll see. We'll see how it plays out. It'll be interesting to watch. Um, I only have one other one. This is from the real underscore GGN. That's golf, golf, November news. Eddie Murphy wants to stand wants to do stand up comedy once pandemic ends. Um, I'm actually pretty excited for this little backstory. I was about eight or nine years old when my parents decided it was okay for me to watch stand-up comedy. And the first thing, I I can't remember for sure if I watched uh, Richard Pryor live on the Sunset Strip or Eddie Murphy Delirious first. But it was one of the two. I mean, I watched either, one of the other was the first and the other one was second. Um, But if you know Richard Pryor's stand-up, and Eddie Murphy, especially his first two, I think he only did two, I think he just did Delirious and Raw, um, they were raunchy, they were cussing up a storm, talking about raunchy stuff, and yeah, a lot of people criticize, you know, oh, your parents that you watch that, but you know what, my parent, my parents understood that I was, <sighs> this is very egotistical, I guess, in a way, but I was... Pretty smart as a kid. I don't know if I'm so much now. But um, I was getting a lot of the references. Like they were Eddie Murphy was talking about the Honeymooners and um, older shows. And I I had watched them. I watched a lot of TV and movies as a kid. And I knew who he was talking about. So I would get a kick out of it. Because I got the references. And my parents, especially my dad, was like, oh, This kid, he actually understands what they're talking about. So just, eh, fuck it, just let him watch. Um, because of that, I probably cussed more than I should. Always have, but that's really the only thing that bad thing that came about from me watching this. But anyway, for that reason, I'm super excited. I honestly believe I actually had this conversation. I don't know how serious my buddy was. He was saying that um, he doesn't really like Eddie Murphy uh, or Richard Pryor. I think he said it more because he knows how much I love them. And, but I don't know. He might be dead serious that he doesn't really like them as that much. But, um, joking I kind of went along with it. I thought he I figured he was just busting my balls, so I kind of went with it and I was like, you know what? Without without them, you wouldn't even have a Dave Chappelle or a Kevin Hart. And he was like, nah, nah. We were drinking, so I don't I don't think he really meant it. But anyway, I I can see some people making that argument that ah, oh, they're older, blah I honestly believe that first of all, without um Paul Mooney, you probably wouldn't even have Richard Priority Murphy. For that making that argument, but without Eddie Murphy, without Richard Pryor, you wouldn't you I don't think you would have Dave Chappelle and Chris Hart or Chris, Kevin Hart. Um so to me, this is like one of the godfathers of comedy um making a comeback. I'm excited for it. Cinda was making the argument that, like, well, what's he gonna talk about having kids? Like, I don't know, man. It's Eddie Murphy. If he I I honestly like in seeing his career, you know, he was of course raunchy and edgy. And then he did, you know, some good movies. And then he started doing more family oriented stuff like Flubber. And or I don't even know if he wasn't Flubber, but no, that was uh, Robin Williams. Um, the Nutty Professor. Stuff like that where he's doing more caricatures and heavy makeup. Um, So I think a lot of people are probably going to be that way. I really hope he comes back and does just like goes back to the gritty, raunchy stuff. Um, I'm going to find it amazing. I love stand-up comedy. Maybe just as much as I love movies and geeky stuff. So I'm really excited about it. And like I said, perfect segue. Speaking of which, I decided I was going to watch Coming to America. the The second one. Coming the number two. America, and we're going to review it right now. Um, it's getting a lot of bad reviews on Rotten Tomatoes, which I've told you all before, I don't necessarily trust for my personal sake, but it'll give you a reference on what people are thinking. The critics give it, it's about 50%, and the audience is about 44%, so the critics actually like it a little bit more than the audience. Um, Cinda made the comment that, "What's the demographic? Who are the people that are that are you know giving their opinion?" Because um, I was reading some of them and they're talking about how, other than the callbacks to you know paying homage to the first movie and to the you know some of the comedy, uh, from the the comedic movies anyway from that time period that it's you know kind of boring and this and that and very you know campy comedy and I'm like bro okay I'm just gonna say it flat out from the beginning I like this movie I wouldn't say I love it I don't like it as much as the first one but I don't get the hate I really don't I I really enjoyed it from the time it started to the time it ended it wasn't it wasn't like um like, slap my knee, throw my head back funny. It wasn't, like, the the comedy that's in, like, the second Borat film where I'm just, like, it's dark humor and stuff like that. That's the stuff that really makes me laugh. It wasn't that, but it was just good, old-fashioned, you know, maybe not family-friendly too much, but... I like it. I liked this better than the comedy that I get from movies like um, Old School and Super Bad and some of the new movies that are out now that are comedies. I got more of a kick out of watching Coming to America than I can do those movies. The newer movies they're like raunchy just for the sake of being raunchy, and it just there's really no intelligence behind the it behind the joke not to me anyway maybe i'm just old i don't know but i really like this movie going back to my five star rating i'm gonna give this one a solid three and a half and this is why i really like it it you you need to you need to come you need to be my age you need to come from my era or be a, fa- a younger person, but be a fan of the first one. And maybe some of the other 80s comedies to fully appreciate this movie. And there's some people that I know that are my age that didn't like it either. So there's that. Um, there's a lot of callbacks, a lot of references to the first movie. There's even a tie-in where um, he's they're referencing... Um, Eddie uh, Eddie Murphy's other movie Trading Places. Um I I really enjoyed it though. The the story is a little thin. The premises that he has a son in New York and the way that they went about doing that um I didn't like it was a little too far-fetched but for the sake of the movie like eh okay it is what it is. Um at one spoiler alert At one, and I don't think it's really a spoiler. It's more just a complaint, but that's the premise of the movie that it's his son that he goes back to to bring to get from America and bring him back to. um, Oof, I'm gonna forget the name. I wanted to say Wakanda. Um, Oh my god, Marvel geek. Uh, Zamunda, Um, and they pull that off. They, you know, they like I said, the way that they originate that story i didn't really like too much but when they do they give a, to me anyway i'll have to re-watch it but to me there's a hint that it's not really his son and then they just continue with it and then by the end of the movie they don't reference that hint anymore so i was like did they were they going in a different direction they changed it towards the end and then just left that in there by mistake. I don't think they make mistakes, but sometimes they do. I don't know. It was weird. Um, Leslie, I think her name is Leslie Jones. They're in the apartment and Eddie Murphy basically says, like, I'm here to take my son to, you know, to Zamunda, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, well, I'm coming too, and they're having that discussion and they, they finally work it out, and he looks at her, and I, he, I believe he says something like, he is my son. And she kind of looks at him like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, he's totally your son. Yeah, let, yeah, let's go. And that, to me, was like, so she's she just doing this because she wants to go and be rich and stuff? But, but like I said, by the end of the movie, they don't reference that again. They just leave it as that it is his son. So, um. I don't know. I'll have to look, watch it again. Maybe I've just seen something there that isn't there. Um, Other than that, just a couple of shortcomings. It's not perfect, so I'm. that's why I'm not giving it even a four. It's not a five because I'm not going to be like, oh my God, this is an instant classic, like the first coming to America. The first coming to America, I'd give it a, a four and a half. I don't think it's aged well. I'm not too big of a fan of Eddie Murphy doing the... Makeup and the caricatures that he does. So that's maybe why I wouldn't give um, the original Coming to America a 5. It'd probably be a f- solid 4.5 though. And this one's not getting a 4 because it's it could have been better. I think... Um, oh, that's another thing. Wesley Snipes. Well, we'll get into that. Um, I think it could have been better. I think it could have been written better. um More polished. Um, I think it's a lot of old heads, as the youngins say, or I think they do, I don't know, Um, trying to bring back some of that old comedy, but they're still trying to be cool and hip and still trying to be themselves at the same time. I got to give them props. They, they stuck to more of who they are rather than trying to be young and fresh, and I think it works better, to be honest. The fact that they brought back so many... Um, of the original cast I thought was awesome. Um, okay, well, I'll get into that later if I remember. Um, (laughs) it's got so many just silly things. I, I, this is going to sound so bad, but I honestly didn't know that Louie Anderson was still alive. Um, Trevor Noah is in there. Morgan Freeman is in there. Like I said, Leslie Jones. Uh, Michael Blackson is in it. Um, Tracy Morgan is in it. One of my favorites is seeing Wesley Snipes play that kind of a character was absolutely fun to me. I love stuff like that. Um, He was just so ridiculous. Um, Who else? Uh, I got to say Jermaine Fowler, the guy that plays um, Eddie Murphy's son. I think he did a really good job. I think if he keeps going, I think he could, I don't want to say he'd be the next Eddie Murphy necessarily, but given the right roles, I, I could see him doing pretty good. He he pulled it off really well, I think. Um, <laughs> well, What I was going to say is, um, what's his face? The guy that played Eric, I believe it's Eric DeSoleil or Eric, E-R-I-Q, Eric LaSalle. Um, he didn't reprise his role as um Daryl, I think it's Daryl that he plays in um Coming to America. He didn't reprise, oh my god, he didn't reprise his role because the official statement was that he just didn't have time. Um, but apparently, I read more into like the his quote on why he didn't want to do it and that. Um, Even though he, you know, acknowledges that the original Coming to America is a classic, that it just seemed like they were just calling up the past and, you know, um, not referring, but leaning too much on the past. And, you know, what's done is done. He doesn't look back. He just looks towards the future. And I'm like, dude. Because apparently what they wanted to do in the movie is make a joke about the fact that he was a jerry curl guy uh, promoting soul glow and they were going to have him do soul grow because they were going to have him be bald and now trying to grow hair. And I think he maybe just found it degrading maybe he was just like I'm beyond that I'm, I'm I'm better than I deserve better than that I don't know it just sounded so wonky to me like bro you d- I didn't have the time whatever. what are you doing with your career that's so important that you can't do coming to America too? Come on bro I don't I'm not buying it Maybe he's maybe it's true I don't know but I'm not buying it. Uh, what else can I say? I think that's pretty much it. Um, I liked it. Solid three and a half, maybe even three and three quarter stars. Almost a solid four. I would, I would venture, I would give it a 3.75, three and three quarters. That's how much I, I enjoyed it. I think it's more of a three and a half, but I'm giving it that quarter star just to piss people off because there's so many people talking bad about it. I enjoyed it. I'm gonna watch it again give it another shot um, as I keep saying guys write in call in you can't technically call but on anchor you can leave a voice message if you don't want me to play it just say so in the clip I won't play it on the email I won't say your name I want some interaction guys I would love to have some interaction let me know what you guys think. If you think that it's just a piece of shit movie, let me know why. And I'll do a little segment on stage like, nope, you're full of shit, bro. Or you know what? You got a point. I can be honest. I can be subjective. Um, But that's my review. Watch it. Let me know what you think. I'll try to get some more news and maybe watch some other movies to talk about. Other than that, guys, as always, be good to each other. Take care of yourselves out there. This corona is no joke, man. It's just whatever. Do what you got to do. Take care of yourself. Love, you guys. Peace. Oh, uh, and now I have to edit. Blech. Thank you guys for taking the time to listen to the podcast. If you have any thoughts, comments, suggestions, or questions, uh, you can reach me at Moat9, that's M-O-A-T-N-I-N-E at gmail.com. Um, also go to Linktree, that's L-I-N-K-T-R dot e slash Moat, the number nine, where you can find the links to all my social media accounts, um, Instagram, Twitter, etc., as well as uh, the other podcast platforms like uh, spotify google podcast apple podcast overcast breaker etc whatever um i would greatly appreciate it if you could hit that subscribe button on whichever platform you are listening on and as always thank you for listening please be good to each other love you guys mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.